Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So I wanted to uh, use this feast to preach on a very uh, uplifting topic this weekend, death. <laughs> thought that would get you excited on <laughs> a Sunday morning. <clears throat> and I was, I was kind of thinking this week about that second part of the Hail Mary, which of course evolves later in the Christian tradition. Um, why, why do we invoke Mary's intercession? Why do we invoke Mary's intercession at the hour of our death in a special way in the Hail Mary? So I wanted to get at this by um, entering us into a little bit of a debate uh, in the theology of the nature of death. Debate about how natural death is to the human condition. So there, there's this one view, which is definitely grounded in the biblical revelation, in the Christian tradition, that death is kind of unnatural to the human experience. That death only came into the world because of sin. That sin disrupted everything so substantially that death results from this dysfunction that enters the world with sin. The Book of Wisdom in the Bible says that we were made for immortality, that our natural state is immortality in the pre-fallen world. And in uh, the Book of Romans, St. Paul says that death came because of sin. So there's this view that death is kind of unnatural. God didn't design us for death. There's another view, though, that says while sin might have changed the experience of death, death is as much a part of the natural state of human nature as death is for the state of nature of everything else. That everything in nature is born and dies. And therefore, the human experience would have included death even if sin had never entered the world. That the natural trajectory and finality of human life as dying would have been there whether sin had invaded the world or not. There's a kind of parallel of these two views in how the Eastern uh, Church and the Western Church celebrate today's feast. So in the, in the West, we're in the Latin rite of the Catholic Church. We call this the Assumption of Mary, and we focus on her being uh, raised up into heaven, body, and soul, but we kind of bracket the question of whether Mary actually died. We don't like to talk about it in the West, because to talk about it in the West, it, it seems, because if, if, if death comes from sin and Mary was sinless, as the Christian tradition has taught us, then we don't really want to get into the weeds with regard to whether Mary died or not. Just at the end of her earthly life, whatever the mechanics of that looked like, she was just raised up, body and soul, into heaven. But you may know that in the Eastern churches today, the Eastern Catholic churches uh, and the Orthodox churches, they call today the Dormition of Mary, the falling asleep of Mary. And they are very comfortable in the East with the idea that Mary died. Mary died just like her son just like the state of human nature, that Mary died, and after a few days, like her son, she was assumed body and soul into heaven. So the East is really comfortable with the idea of Mary, even without sin, experiencing a natural human death. 
But here's where both views agree, that the experience Mary had of death, you might say, is very different than our kind of general sinful experience of death. That sin has changed the nature of how we see death. See, because sin has made us so selfish that we, we think the annihilation of our personal existence is the greatest thing to fear in the world. That the annihilation, because it's my life, it's my existence, and that the end of that is the greatest thing that we could possibly fear. But you might say without sin, that we would simply see death as the next step on a journey of surrendering. That for someone uh, that had been so transformed by grace that their entire life was this, this letting go, this surrendering, that death would simply be felicitous. It would be the seamless next step in the transition of giving oneself totally to something bigger. So sin has changed the experience of death. It's made it frightening and terrifying for us because we're so tied to our personal existence and the, and the thought of that being taken away is so difficult for us. I think the church allows us to reflect on Mary because whatever her death was, it was not that. It was felicitous. It was like the seamless giving away of her earthly life because she had spent her entire earthly life giving herself away in love of God and love of neighbor. I don't know if you've had the privilege of being around people as they depart this life. It's obviously one of the gifts, but also the burdens of priesthood. And certainly, I don't want to oversimplify uh, the last moments for people because it's very complicated, and I don't think we know how we're going to approach it until we get there. But it's certainly true that I have seen people who are so clinging to this life. They're so resentful they're, they're at this point because everything is my life. And death is really frustrating to them. It's really terrifying. It's stripping them of everything that they had worked for. Stripping them of all that they had driven for. It's their life. And the thought of losing that is the most fearful thing you could possibly imagine. I've also been blessed to see people who I think died pretty much like Mary died. I'm ready, Lord. This is just the next transition for me. I'm ready. It's a seamless thing. It's like I've let go and surrendered my whole life to things bigger than myself. This is just the next step on that journey. It's incredible to be with someone when they're like that at the end. It's like there's nothing to be terrified about. It's an amazing, really, experience. And again, I don't know how it will be. Uh, it's hard to predict that. But it's something to reflect upon, uh, the, the spirituality of surrender and letting go that might actually produce the fruit in us of one day being able to do that even in death giving away of even our earthly life and its finality, I think we can actually prepare for by giving, us, giving ourselves away in surrender uh, leading up uh, to that. Just wanted to mention St. Maximilian Kolbe, whose feast day was yesterday. He's very tied, of course, to the Blessed Mother. 
Um, he, like many of the martyrs and confessors in the church, approached death with a seeming ease. Right? He's the, the famous Polish Franciscan priest who, in Auschwitz uh, in World War II, uh, volunteered himself to take the place uh, of a, uh, a man that had been put forward uh, to be executed but had a family. And so Father, Father Colby said, I'll take his place. And he was injected with caloric acid, and the, the, the legend goes that he just raised his left arm like, like you were getting uh, blood work done, um, and just died as calmly as you could imagine. He had surrendered. He was ready. He was ready to let go, even in the finality of a earthly life. So friends, uh, I know it's not the most uplifting Sunday morning uh, talk uh, to, po to ponder our own death. But I think uh, Mary, like, Mary gives us a lens by which to do that. Um, and it's kind of like whether we, whether we think that death is natural to human nature, whether it was a consequence of the sin, whether we celebrate today the Assumption or our Eastern friends celebrate the Dormition, um, I think the call is to live a life of surrender uh, and of letting go and exhausting and generously giving ourselves in love so that that final moment um, is probably like what Mary would have experienced, transformed by grace, united to the cross of Jesus, his own death, and just comfortable giving away to the Lord. We prepare for that now, I think, by giving ourselves away uh, in love. So I think Mary uh, calls us and we invoke her intercession. That's why I think we pray for her her intercession at the end of the Hail Mary, that we might experience the kind of death that she did as the seamless transition, the seamless giving away of ourselves entirely to God, which we have preceded by doing here on earth. And so we ask for her intercession as we pray together. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and in our heart.